0: here. What a day. What a big show we have. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tease this one. We got uh, my buddy Joe DeVito on the show. Really funny guy. Uh, you've seen him. He was on Red Eye for the longest time. He's on Gutfeld all the time. I've seen him live. He's hilarious. His dry bar comedy special has already racked up like three million views. So that'll be in the bay block of the show we've got so much to cover this week. I'm trying not to get angry. It's my it's my big struggle not to get angry because of the uh the 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 insane amount of censorship. And I guess I still got some more uh I got some more crap to get off my chest about that. Well, we got the Gimlet on the line. Gimlet, you guys, she's just been crushing it down in uh Gypsy Camp 7. She has <laughs> She's got a new, uh, she's got a newfangled uh, iPad, iPad that she's Mm -hmm. rocking. You went to a Trump rally. Yes. Which I see that. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Let's jump right into the Trump rally. I saw some, some pictures. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: saw some photographs and I thought, uh, I didn't know what was going on. You showed like, uh, Trump coming out of the motorcade. Oh, and I'm just going to tease this to in case you're new to the podcast uh, and you just got here. You guys, uh, we got a bunch of other stuff on that. We're, we are going to be talking about uh, what's going on with the New York Post. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden. We're going to talk about his track record. We're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about the media. Uh, we're going to talk about celebrities leaving the United States. We're going to talk about The Witcher. We're going to talk about Mandalorian 2. We got Joe DeVito on the podcast. There's There's a ton. There's a boatload. However, for this episode— for this episode, this very important episode for you newbies, we're talking about uh, the Trump rally because we, we want to start off on a positive note. So, I saw the pictures. Uh, yes. Trump coming out of the motorcade. I, mm-hmm. I saw another picture. You were incredibly close. You were you had great seats. And then I saw uh, a dude. It looked like he was crowd surfing. Like yes, a dude. He was. But on his front, has he never crowd surfed before? You don't.
2: I don't- I don't know. I think um, if if you didn't recognize who that was, that's Vernon Jones. He's a state rep here in Georgia. So <laughs> he was a state rep and a Democrat who was voting for Trump. So he spoke at the RNC, and this guy—I mean—he was all over the crowd. He was so full of energy, um, so freaking happy to be there. And Governor Kemp was speaking, and he's like, oh, God, there's Vernon in the crowd again. And the next thing you knew, they were lifting him up on top of the crowd and passing him over. So he was having a blast.
0: <laughs> well, I bet he was. Was he on his front the whole time? You, crowd, I, you... I
2: was, It was not close enough to me. I didn't take that picture. I, I ripped it off from Dan, Dan Scavino, but I was there to see it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. So let's talk about the pre-show music. Listen, uh, nothing against uh, what, what's the guy Lee Green Wood or whatever, and that proud to be mm-hmm. an American. That's just not my jam. I love I love the sentiment behind it. I just right. I've heard that at every Fourth of July since the when dawn of out. man. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. how was the music? How was the music?
2: Um it was it was kind of a, a a good I guess a fun mix it's all songs you know it's things you can dance around and act goofy to and I mean it's YMCA it's uh Eye of the Tiger I just thought <laughs> him coming out of the car right so it's going Eye of the Tiger it's the thrill of the fight rising up to the challenge of our rivals and then that's as he's walking up to the stage and then boom, cut like right at the end of that sentence, cut to Lee Greenwood.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to go.
2: Song, you got some Queen. You had some Elton John, um, some Backstreet Boys. There I you mean, go. Ev- everything you could dance to. How's that? So it's hop it seem- around and have a good time.
0: There you go. It seems like a good time. It seems like a party
2: everybody was happy i mean it, we're all walking because you had to walk quite a ways to the parking lot if you didn't want to wait for a shuttle bus and everybody's just happy and chatting and how are you and where are you from i mean like everything the media says the exact opposite <laughs>
0: wow so no no you, no boogaloo boys no no, no boogaloo boys.
2: boys no and um i i will say that governor kemp and the state police and and the uh making officers did an excellent job there were no protesters nothing
0: well that's state, that's fantastic state could
2: be um you know i mean we had we walked close to two miles to get back to the parking lot so um Because we were not sitting in line for a shuttle bus. Well, I mean, after you're sitting for a while, you know, you're walking and you're walking in a crowd and everybody's in a good mood. And we got to see that. We got to see Air Force One take off from the airport. Yeah.
0: Hey, how much how much time did uh, did uh, the president do? How long of a set?
2: He was an hour and that was his third rally that day. Damn.
0: And that's coming right off of covid.
2: That's coming right off the COVID. He looked good. He sounded good. He was energetic. He was funny. Um, I mean it. it, It's it's you go to. It's not a political. It's a political rally, but it's not your typical political rally. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, And everybody else down here, like Senator Purdue, Sonny Purdue, our former governor, was here. He's now the Secretary of Agriculture. Governor Kemp spoke. Um, they were all just tearing it up. I mean, Governor Kemp even made a joke about Stacey Abrams and the whole crowd cracked up.
0: That's hilarious. So I, yeah, I, he's I mean, like,
2: he's like, and they told us we were in trouble in 2018 and or 2016 and blah, blah 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 blah. And you elected me governor, though some people still can't get over that or something like that. It was just funny.
0: Ah, ha. Like, you a may good not bit. be
2: aware, but yeah no i wish a good dude and i mean i he was talking about stuff that makes me so proud i mean he took so much crap when he decided to start reopening
3: even president
2: trump wasn't on his side yeah yeah he decided to reopen our unemployment rate is down to 6.4 we have a triple a credit rating um we've got record commitments for new investment in the state because we're open um We also have, I think he, I think he said a hundred thousand new jobs. Wow. Come into the state. So yeah. And we now for the seventh year in a row have been named the best, the best state to open a business in, in the country. That's
0: awesome. Now coming out of a, coming out of a Trump rally, you, you gotta be Mm -hmm. thinking, you gotta be thinking he's going to win this thing i would assume i would assume, I, I assume you go to a tra- you go to a rally you're surrounded by like-minded people you're walking you're going back to the car and you're just like that was great it's it's a great thing it's got to like you've got to be feeling positive right or or maybe no well
2: you feel you feel really positive and you just there's no way the polls that they're putting out that have him earning fewer votes than you know hoover did that that's just not gonna happen um I can't tell you who's going to win. I think it's going to be close. Um, but the interesting one that I've been hearing is Trafalgar, the polling company. They were the ones that pegged Trump's win in, um, I think it was Michigan and Pennsylvania yeah, in 2016, because they used some calculation to account for people who aren't going to tell you their re- real preference, which I think there's probably more incentive not to do now. Um,
0: right. The secret Trump voter.
2: Yeah. I mean, they like the regular polling companies say that's a myth. I don't know that it's a myth because I'd lie to a pollster if they called me. Yeah, and I'm pretty out. I'm pretty out there as far as who I'm voting for. Obviously, I write for a conservative media outlet and that sort of thing. But I, I would do it just to mess with them.
0: Yeah. Right. Dig it. I know. Uh, I know one time, oh, this is about seven months ago in, uh, in LA, I answered, uh, I answered a call potential spam and it was a pollster and man, I answered, I answered like the most hardcore libertarian ever, ever. I mean, Mm -hmm. this would have, this would have, this is what I'm shocked. Most libertarians, I was so far to the right. And then they asked me my political party, and I was like, I'm a Democrat. I've been a Democrat my whole life. My parents were Democrats, and now they're Republicans. <laughs> ah, oh God. It's fun. It's fun to do. Okay, so you brought up Pennsylvania uh, mm-hmm. and this company, Trafalgar, and all this stuff. I think this is interesting. interesting to me. Uh, I believe the Trump campaign pulled their ads from Ohio and uh they might have pulled them from Pennsylvania too. I think they have uh, I think they're feeling pretty confident and guess who's going to Pennsylvania? One young man by the name of Barack Obama.
2: T- uh-huh. Barack Obama's going to Pennsylvania. Joe Biden was in Michigan yesterday.
0: Yeah, that is uh that's fear right there. they that uh-huh. that they're no, worried they're, about those states
2: there was a campaign manager making public statements here yesterday or today sorry i've had two really late nights and i am so tired dang <laughs> um, it but uh out there today like guys these media polls are not they're not right this is a lot closer you got to get out the vote
0: and uh, I don't, I mean, I, I want to shine some kind of new light on it, but the people who listen to this show are are smart and they get it. And,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but, but I feel compelled to say it like, yeah, go out and vote. D- does does your grandma need a ride? Give her a ride. Grandpa, aunt, uncle, whatever. Give them a ride. Hang out with them. Do the whole thing. Uh, Make sure. And I really, really
2: vote and take 10 people with you.
0: Yeah, but and yeah. and I just, the whole narrative, and I don't even know, I don't even like to think about it. I don't even like to think about it, that, like, there will be a huge red wave on election night. And then they'll go, okay, now we need to start counting the mail-in ballots. Let's see. And it just, I got, there's a, every once in a while I just get that little feeling that uh, that I had when Orange County, uh, went Democrat. It's just like, okay, so how many votes, how many votes do we need to win, you know, Mm -hmm. this? And even though ballot harvesting isn't legal everywhere, I could, I hope, and maybe, maybe you could shine, shed some light on this. Is there a, um, a, a national standard for what makes a ballot? They, they all, do they all have to be postmarked by election day?
2: Um, According to federal election law, yes, we all vote on the same day. So election day is the cutoff. We did have a couple of states, Georgia being one of them, with some activist judges who thought they could supersede the legislature. But everywhere the Trump campaign is taking that back to court, they're winning. Yeah. So like Michigan was going to extend the the turn in date for like 14 days or something ridiculous and the yeah. appellate court said no you're not um the legislature makes the laws not the not the judiciary so um they're beating that back so hopefully by election day we'll have um everybody everybody's vote in it has to at least be postmarked by election day okay um,
0: that makes me so feel they better they won't
2: be able to collect them after the fact Um, and, and I mean, there's a fair, there's very few states that are doing the push out ballots. Um, Well, I don't even even know what a, what a push out
0: ballot is.
2: Well, so when you talk about mail-in voting, you know, and I think president Trump might have started to make this distinction a little too late. Um, you do vote by mail if you absentee ballot, right? But you have to request that. So there's security features and like here in the state of Georgia, it's logged back in. And when your vote is counted, you can see that your vote counted. So you have to request that. What California and um, I think there's five, st- five states that have done it for years. So they've got good processes in place. Colorado's one. Utah's one. Washington State is one. California is one. They have terrible processes in California, but we we won't get to that. So there are some states that have always done it that they just mail out a ballot to all their registered voters
0: yeah
1: that's what we Um, call
2: push push process yeah that's where in states who don't typically do that a lot of the problems are cropping up we've had problems in new york city we've had problems in virginia we've had problems so those states that are doing that um i think that haven't traditionally done it are where you're going to see a problem
0: well my my big concern and And Lord knows mm. i I want this to be easy. I want this to be simple, and I want them to be a national standard. But where they got into problems uh in Orange county, this is just for the the people who are listening was like this ballot harvesting where yep. you get the election results and then they go, okay, we just want to make sure that everybody got a chance to vote so they already they already they've already tabulated the votes and they go, "Wow, if we could find you know another twenty thousand votes." We could win this thing. So then they go to the the neighborhoods that they know uh, through mm-hmm. you know statistics and the census and surveys and polls. They're like, okay, well this the majority of people in this neighborhood are are uh, are Democrats, and then they just go exclusively to those neighborhoods. Get as many votes as they think they need to win, as a with a comfortable margin. They go, okay, we here's here's some votes we forgot to count. These guys just came in, and that's ballot harvesting, and that's horrible. And then there was a guy. Remember, there was a big election a while ago in in California in a Republican yeah, special
2: election to uh, replace Katie Hill.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were gonna they were gonna try to do some ballot harvesting up there, and that dude was like, go for it. Because we know where we're going right now, and because yep. and because he was prepared to go to, he goes. Here's the neighborhoods we'll go to. <laughs> yep, she conceded. So that's uh that's wonderful. Okay, so uh, with with Barack Obama going to Pennsylvania, th- that's that's got me worried. And hopefully, the good pe- people of Pennsylvania they know a little bit about what Biden has said about fracking. And uh, I want to get a little bit into uh, the debate and the t- and the town hall. I, I did a video about the town hall because it was just so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. It was it was comedic. Uh, but he's got it. The, the people in Pennsylvania they know that Biden's gone on the record. He got, he kind of flipped and said like, "Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ban fracking." But he's talk, talking about carbon caps again, and and all kinds of this and that, and solar, and creating jobs through blah blah blah. Listen, you guys, the reason that uh, solar batteries are getting better uh, are people like Elon Musk. That's not the, mm-hmm. that's not that's not a government subsidy. That's a guy who's like, man, I can sell more cars if this car is lighter. If I can somehow yeah. figure out a way to get more uh, power to the batteries longer.
2: No, government, government-sponsored green energy is Solyndra. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, you also have to look at it this way, in my humble opinion. So you had a bunch of people in the Rust Belt in those counties in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio who voted for Barack Obama twice and then voted for, for Donald Trump. So they acutely felt the results of Obama policies. Do you really think they're going to vote to go back to those? Because that's all that Joe Biden is.
0: It's it's crazy. I worry about the emotion of it, and this is what that's seriously. It's what it's what we're doing here, uh, and 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 why I jumped in with the whole you know loftistparty.com, the whole thing in the first place is is to help. It's it's the emotional argument, and this whole thing of job of like they just keep uh, there's a couple things that the, the, the drum beat hasn't been quiet on. Oh, I would have done COVID different. I would have listen you guys. He's he's really bungled this whole thing. It's it's monstrous monstrous what he's done. I would have done it different. I would have done this whole thing different so you got, everybody would still be alive if I would have been in charge, which is That's easy just, to say.
2: It's very easy to say and the things we wouldn't have are Really fast emergency youth author authorizations. We wouldn't have had Operation Warp Speed. That's a business. That, that's a business initiative. Donald Trump ran COVID like a business initiative. He got the private sector in. He got the right people in the room. He tasked Peter Navarro with doing it. We had Pfizer. We had Johnson & Johnson. We had those people in the door on day one. I to H- start H- participating in the response, I can and hear you he getting mad. Zero, zero credit for that. I can okay? hear you. I love it. You, you legit, you legit have Joe Biden was in charge of the H1N1 response. You I- have his aide on YouTube <laughs> going, Yeah, we just got lucky. That thing been more deadly. People had been dropping because we did everything wrong. Yes. Like legit, legit everything wrong. And And you know what? It frustrates me because I know exactly what's going to happen if he gets elected.
0: Oh, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Here's what's going to happen, you guys. We are going to uh, talk to my buddy Joe DeVito. We're going to talk about comedy. We're talking about COVID, talk about the lockdown, talking about his dry bar special. And it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Joe DeVito. We're going to go to that, and then when we come back, the Gimlet and I are going to slide right into a little bit more debate. I got got some shocking stuff to tell you. We got some shocking stuff to tell you. So laugh a little, hang out, and then uh, we'll be back with Joe.
1: Hey, I'm Andy. Enjoy.
0: As promised, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen this guy all over the place. You've seen him. You've seen him on uh, Red Eye. You see him all the time on Greg Gutfeld. But mostly. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen him on Facebook and YouTube. He's one of those, he's one of those uh, comics that has one of those uh, dry bar comedy specials, dry bar, and he's got he's stacked up an impressive three million views. Holy smoke! Welcome to the Loftus Party Podcast. We got my buddy Joe DeVito. Joe, how you doing, pal? Hey, how are you, Michael? Good to hear from you. It, it's it's good. I'm glad to have you here now. The last time we saw each other was in uh, out in front of Governor's Comedy <laughs> Club during the protest.
3: Yes, yes, we were uh, exercising our First Amendment rights. Um, hopefully, not to be soon followed by our Second Amendment rights.
0: <laughs> right now, listen. This is horrible of me, but I haven't checked up on on the club. But I, I, I should. What's the latest with with the comedy club scene? Uh, in New York City, New York State, are they going to open up anytime soon? What's the scuttlebutt?
3: Um, well, from what I'm hearing, it's it's similar to what we're hearing from elsewhere, that everyone wants to wait until after the election, although I don't think they're saying it quite as baldly as they are out West. I, I think it was the head of um, whoever the educations are is in L.A. who's who's pretty much said, well, we'll let you know after the election, which I don't know if they're su- if they're supposed to be saying that out loud, but they are right now. <laughs> It's one of those things. It's like Epstein was
0: going to get killed in prison. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. It's like, well, we'll see. When when the election's over, then we'll make the decision. It'll it'll depend on you know. It's weird though. I could see we're already off on on a bizarre tangent. I apologize. <laughs> we'll talk about your stand up comedy and your weightlifting. Uh but but it is very strange. Like I could see it going like this. Uh, Trump wins the election. So they keep uh, they keep mongering with the with the COVID. They keep yeah. oh they got to keep ruining the economy. So because they, they don't want to admit they were they were wrong or anything. And then if Biden wins, I think he has to do like a mask mandate, and then they'll lay off the fear mongering. Then they'll then they'll take their foot off the gas. But I think I think we'll have another at least month if Joe Biden wins. I think it's another month of uh, of bad news.
3: Yeah, because they can't they can't immediately shift into uh, in the Wizard of Oz when it went from black and white to color. It, that even <laughs> for them would be a stretch. So they have to make it look like, oh, we've done this thing, and now you're in our capable hands, and things have gotten better. So, yeah, yeah it's um none of which seems particularly rational to me. I mean, things are either working or they're not. Um, but it's hard to say. You know, we we're in such a strange time that. I'm even second guessing a lot of the things that I do. I I feel like, you know, you mentioned conspiracy theories. This was the year that there's no way you could say to any opinion that sounds crazy. (laughs) I I, I don't know what someone could come up with where, you know, when you look at the combination of things with just the the way things have deteriorated in in the structure of our society and then even to go back to. You mentioned Epstein. Hey, how's Jelaine Maxwell doing? I had a bunch of theories on what was going to happen her, and you know, some of them might still happen. Who knows?
0: I see, and it's one of those things where I have to constantly remind r- remind myself that's still going on. Like, where yeah. is all the stuff? You know, the FBI raided residences and they took stuff and they grabbed, and I, I saw some photographs. I think it was a it was a either a New York Times reporter or a, a New York Post reporter. Yeah. Took from inside his apartment in Manhattan. So creepy, so super creepy. But but I'm so glad you brought that up because like I, I need an update. What's up with Jis Yeah,
3: well we'll never have justice in this country until we decide how to pronounce her name correctly.
0: It's here's the joke. It's it's like uh, it's like a hooker bowling alley, Ghislaine.
3: But that's not how you say it. It, <laughs> be. it can't. That's too perfect if she actually had the name Jiz in her name. That would be too perfect. So it's supposed to be Ghislaine, from what I understand. But yes, you, you, hear, you hear people even on newscasts saying, um, Gus Vaseline Maxwell. And you think, can, we, <laughs> can someone have a standards and practices meeting where we can decide on... Um... Well, my, my prediction for her was going to be she was going to get bumped off in jail and they were going to call it a COVID death. That's the one I was, I was nursing, that one. that It was going to be one of those COVID deaths where they say, and you can see, here is where the virus entered through this large hole in the back of her head. <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of the way they count COVID deaths in Baltimore and Chicago, that they, they, right. they say we think the point of infection was through the entry wound. Yeah. That looks it looks very similar to a bullet hole, but it's not. That's that's a that's a covid hole. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at we we kind of forgot it, But Jelaine Maxwell's been on ice for a while. This is the year where we forgot we had murder hornets. Murder hornets could not work their way into the news cycle. That's how crazy things are. Dude, I got I got a bigger one than that. Yeah. UFOs. Yeah, they just kind of and on the noise they snuck in. Like, and uh, there's UFOs. Now back to <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. That's kind of a big story. It's huge. It's been on Tucker Carlson. You've yeah. got you've got footage of
0: of Navy pilots like tracking these devices. There's a guy who was a, a a consultant for the Department of Defense who testified. He's like, yes, I've personally expe- I've personally inspected vehicles that are not of this Earth. Yeah, he has. And we're like, okay, whatever. But hey, Trump's Trump's
3: taxes, huh? How about how about <laughs> yeah. Trump's taxes? Yeah. Although you have to, you have to take it. Take Michael, like, look at it from the aliens' point of view. If there was ever a year to come check out this planet and then turn around and get the hell out of here, this was this was not the year to land on the White House lawn.
0: <laughs> what if? I saw a movie a long time ago on HBO that there was like time travelers and they would just come back to years that they were huge disasters just Mm -hmm. to witness them. Like, Hey, we're going to go watch the Titanic. Hey, we're just going to go watch this. (laughs) Maybe that's what the aliens are doing. They're like, Oh, this is a really good time to go. There's COVID. There's an election. There's a a pedophile ring. This will be the
3: best, the best time to go. Yeah. It's similar to, I guess when the, um, Ladies of leisure, back in the day, a fun outing was to go to the mental asylum and watch the people climbing the walls. And they actually would lead tours through through Bedlam. Really? Yeah, that was that was considered an, an outing. You would you'd, you'd pack uh, a lunch and you would go watch the crazy people uh, do their thing. So that look to me, that's wow. the only explanation for why aliens would come to this planet. I, I subscribe more to what uh, Stephen Hawking said was that, yeah, if there's intelligent life out there, we might want to keep a low profile because we've noticed that on this planet, when the more advanced civilization comes to the less advanced civilization, it it doesn't really work out that great for the, for the natives. So I'm convinced that the, you know, any aliens would treat us with the same respect. We show the average lobster.
0: Have you, have you ever met a comedian that is like eager to meet an alien? You are the, you are the, like the third dude that I've, that I've talked to. Where we're just like, we should not be looking for aliens. We should not be eager for this to happen. This isn't going to go well. Have you ever met any? Who's who's like a
3: pro-alien comic? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's because as comics, we look at, um, we haven't really fit in too great with this current society <laughs> with our own species. There so, you go. Yeah. And I don't think you know when the when the aliens land. If you have to make a case as to what your your value is to to raise your hand and say, well, I tell jokes in nightclubs. I, I don't think they're going to say, well, we got to keep this guy around. Yeah, they're like, put him in the pot. That that'll be a good guy <laughs> for stew. Yeah.
0: It's a cookbook. <laughs> so hey, uh, uh, sadly, mm-hmm. sadly, Joe Devito, I have not seen your 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 dry bar comedy what? special. I know, I know, it suck. I mean, I suck. I didn't say it suck. I suck. What what material are you doing there?
3: What what what, what did you burn what did you burn through for our good <laughs> friends at Dry Bar? Well, the the whole thing is pretty interesting. I, I recorded it last year and for those who who haven't heard of Dry Bar, they uh they were owned by a company that did entertainment targeting uh Christian and family audiences. So Dry Bar was their brand for putting out clean comedy specials. Yeah. And they would fly the comedians to Provo, Utah, and you would record uh, the special. And it used to be they would put up excerpts on YouTube to drive you to the app to watch it. Okay. And I did it last year, and it was a good experience. You know, it, it, the, you get paid up front. You know, as a comic, we're always concerned. I, I w- didn't want to do something I was doing on spec, but they were uh, they took good care of me. And I thought, all right, well, this was a good experience. But then in, I guess, June of this year, they suddenly put the whole special up for free on YouTube and Facebook, and it, it blew up. It's got, I think, over 2 million views on Facebook and over a million on YouTube. That's and, great. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. I just wish I was able to tour behind it, but it's still nice to get the word out. And, and for me more, uh, looking back at it now, I'm very happy with the way, The way it turned out, you know, it's, it was a challenge to do a long set of that kind of material to, to work clean and yeah, but it, um, it was, it was fun and it's, it's just nice to see that there is such a huge audience for that now because regular people are even more sick of identity driven nonsense that passes for comedy. Now they just want to laugh. They want to have a good time. They don't want to get lectured to they don't want to have some 25 year old breaking down the, the state of the world to them they just want to laugh at jokes and i'm i'm a big supporter of that
0: yeah yeah oh my gosh Well, how much how much time did you do what was the how long was your set and then what did they cut it down to they, this is all inside baseball you guys for your yeah. for you listeners this is all
3: very inside <laughs> well the, the way it works is you know they they flew me out there and to do two 40 minute tapings in the same what? night yeah. Well, no, the same material. D- okay. I was audience. like, damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, that would have been tough. That's um, a
0: humble brag right there. <laughs> yeah, so I did two hours. Totally different material. Totally completely oh. clean.
3: Well, uh, you know, I ended up changing some stuff up because whenever I'd done stuff like this, of course you want to go out, you want to nail it at the first try, and then you can relax. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the second one, you can, if there's something you felt you wanted to take another stab at or if you wanted to try some some alternate options. Well, the yeah. first set, I, I was a little off, and I made a bad strategic move. I thought, you know what I would love if some of my Italian family stuff went viral? So I said, go into this Italian stuff, and as I'm saying it, it dawns on me, I'm in Provo, Utah. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. So it was one of those things where you get two minutes into a bit, and then you have to... So anyway, you have to do this hard pivot into something else. So That's the pressure the was on for the second taping, but I, I was... Happy with how it came out and the, and what they have posted online now, I think they cut it down to like thirty-three minutes and and they made some good choices as to what they trimmed out. So it um it looks good. They do really do a nice job with it. So again, like I said, I was I'm I'm very happy with it.
0: Yeah, I've I've had a uh quite a few of uh, of my friends have done it. And I've I'm always like, Wow, that's that's a good hunk of tape. That's a good and then you see the views and you're like, Wow, that's great. I mean it is it's um it's a, it's good for comedy. It's good for comedy because the, listen, the, the clubs will open back up, yeah. and then and I think Dry Bar was doing a tour, weren't they?
3: Yeah, they've done a couple where they they gathered up some of the comics who had the most views and they thought were really good for their brand. Um, it, it, like I said, it's nice because people want to. It sounds so silly, but they want comedy that makes them laugh. And I think we saw this whenever. Hannah Gadsby came out with that Nanette special. It's probably like two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and it just it's it sucked. It wasn't funny. And and the the comedy industry tries to spin that as, oh, there's some kind of new stand-up where you don't have to laugh. And it's like just find a different word for whatever it is you're doing and and leave the people who want to laugh at stand up comedy out of this because no, there's not a new kind of stand up where people don't laugh. What they have is a a, a TED talk or a, a one woman show. That. yeah not very funny i mean you, whatever else you want to say about the skill set someone like her has uh, like she has it's just it's not very good as far as comedy goes
0: well that's that's what it was and i, I remember i did a video for the the loftist party youtube channel when when the reviews were coming out for that And i'm like it's a wonderful one woman show i actually i actually like stuff like that yeah but that's what it is and uh, you know, no, it's not. Oh, it's comedy has a new face. No, no, entertaining one-woman shows definitely have a new participant. But she, yeah. she hasn't reinvented the form. She hasn't reinvented anything. She's charming and she's she's likable and all that's well and good. Here's what I think. I mean, there's always going to be uh, the majority uh, of like all of all art will kind of go in one direction. You know, it's like. Uh, You know, pop music. And then all of a sudden people get fed up with pop and they go, oh, here comes alternative. And oh, they, they go, oh, it's disco. And then they go the other way. It's the same thing with comedy, man. It's like when everybody's doing political stuff, then you're like, please, can we just shut up? about politics and just tell me how men and women are different and why dogs (laughs) are better than cats. Can we please discuss that and how hard it is to get laid in modern America? And then when everybody's doing that, he's, you know, oh, he's doing political stuff and it's brave and it's just, it's like music, you know? And, and as things, this is just my philosophy, you know, there's, there's a, there's a radio station for everybody if you, if you're not into that. So here's a question that I really want to ask you. Uh, is like, who makes you laugh? Who do you, who do you go out and see and you're just like, okay, that dude's funny?
3: Oh, you know. Or there's who a, makes
0: you jealous? Who makes you
3: jealous? <laughs> there's a couple of um, newer comics. These, the, the, obviously, these are comics that have been paying their dues for a while. But I think Sam Morrill's doing some great stuff. I like Mark Norman a lot. Okay. Um, I saw someone the other day, a young woman, Taylor Tomlinson, and I really liked the way she worked over a bit. Because, you know, comics, we're the worst audiences because we usually don't laugh. We'll just go, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Because I guess if you're a magician and you see someone do a great trick, you're not, you're not filled with wonder. You start to think, how did, how did they do that? How did they turn that around? Yeah. So it makes us pretty grim comedy fans. But there are some people who really – I've, I've been watching – clips from jessica kerson special and she's someone i've known for years and just watching the clips she still is so damn funny she's just so hysterically funny yeah i am
0: uh i i take a lot of heat from comics because like i try not to watch i i, I don't like yeah. to watch i don't like to watch i don't like to watch when i'm when i'm at a <laughs> club i <laughs> whatever but like everybody oh Uh, I remember rumblings years ago about Bill Burr, Bill Burr. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check that guy out. I'm like, yep, that's a funny dude. That is a funny dude. And then everybody's like, oh, his set in Philadelphia. His set in Philadelphia (laughs) when he rails on the crowd. So I watched that, and it was fantastic, and it was wonderful. But, like, and this is going to be horrible. It's horrible to say out loud. But, like, as a a partial craftsman of of stand-up, like, I saw – I could see exactly what he was doing. And he knows yeah. exactly what he was doing. And every comic knows exactly what he was doing. <laughs> he just, thank God he had the the sports background to rail on. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to see yeah. it. Bill, Bill Burr uh in, in Philadelphia. But anyway, dude, uh it, it's too funny. I had always watched you. I did Red Eye back in the early days. Yeah. Uh and then I was in LA and it was very hard. And like then you were one of the the first like comics that I saw on there. And then I, I see you all the time on Gutfeld. You always make me laugh. And then I was at Governor's uh, one night, and I think you were going to be there the next night. And I was living in uh, in Levittown. I'm like, oh, I got to go check out yeah. this dude live. And dude, you ripped it up. Oh, thanks. Man. You just destroyed that room. And I should I, I just want to tell everybody right now, uh, you know who I'm talking about with Joe Devito, and he's uh, at Joe Devito Comedy on Twitter. You got to follow him. You got to see his dry bar special. Uh, but yeah, just, you you had an amazing set and just blew the doors off the place. And it's like one of the very few times, like, as I'm saying, I don't go out and I don't watch comedy and I'm like, uh, man, just if you guys, if you get a chance to see Joe live, you need to do it. So, so what's next? We're in this, this, this lockdown. Do you have, I have uh, like one show, two shows on the horizon. I'm not even <laughs> yeah. kidding. I was just, I was just in Cincinnati, knocked a lot of dust off on, on the first show Friday. And then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, back on the horse. We're, and then
3: having fun after that. So what's on the horizon, my brother? Well, I'm just starting to, to book stuff. Obviously it's been hard for the clubs cause they don't know how they can open and then not get shut down again. Nobody can prepare for that. Um, the thing that's concerned me the most is that I was looking at my calendar, and then it dawned on me: oh, I haven't been sending out my availabilities. <laughs> I've just—I <laughs> I, kind of got in this low-functioning mode, which I think is one of the dangers of these lockdowns: is that it turns us into these zombies where your your days start to lose shape, and and you don't have the purpose. You know, for us, it was hustle, get the gigs. You know, did I was it? When's the last time I was at this venue and all that stuff? So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm digging back into that. I've got uh, next month, I guess no, starting November nineteenth. I got uh, Comedy Castle in Michigan. Mark Ridley's always been great, fantastic um, club. Yeah, it's one of Ridley's the best. Great. Um, so now I'm just starting to to fill the calendar back up again. Um, I've been doing some of these outdoor shows, yeah. and what's nice is I think comedy is going to go through a weird moment, and and this moment may take a year or two, but I think what could be positive is that people who've been doing stand-up as a means to get to fame are going to just start doing something else because it'll be too hard a slog. They'll either just focus on their TikTok or their podcasts or whatever makes more sense. And it'll be nice because they'll get out of the way and it'll go back to people who really love doing this. And then when the world opens back up, hopefully those people won't be Taking up the space for people who really like doing stand-up, they'll they'll have moved on to some other. Because I think I noticed that, uh, you know, when I started, he's 19 years ago, comedy was in a down phase, and if you did it, you did it because you were just a weirdo who needed to go up and tell jokes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: But then about 10 years ago, I started to hear new comics at open mics talking about development deals in Montreal, and I thought, you don't have any jokes? What are you What are you talking about? So. Yeah, get the, get them out of the way because they're not part of this real thing that we do.
0: Uh, I agree, and and the and the competition is going to get so fierce. You would, mm. it, I was looking at the calendar for who's coming up at the Cincinnati Funny Bone, and it was Brian Regan. <laughs> yeah, is doing four days. Gary Owen. Is doing four days. These are people who are just their theaters. They're exclusively yes. theaters. And while those theaters are closed, they are like, okay, uh, you know, like Kevin Hart isn't on the schedule, but like Kevin Hart was doing somewhere a really a much smaller venue, and it's like the, those those heavy hitters are going to come back to the clubs just because they love doing stand up. And yeah, the TikTok people and the YouTube people and the people who are just in it for uh, they think it's going to be an easy way to get famous. It's not going to work out, Joe. Thanks for doing the show, man. Thanks for being here. People got to check out your dry bar comedy special. They got to follow you on the tweeters at Joe DeVito comedy. Dude, you're crushing it. Hopefully. I hope to see you at governor's sometime very, very soon.
3: Yeah. Back at the home club. We'll keep our fingers crossed. You know, like I said, I think something's got to give over the next month or so. And then we'll take it from there. Well, you know, you can't plan too far in ahead, but all you can do is try and get ready. Just. Get that new material ready to rock. I think about that every time I'm out in a park somewhere yelling at a bunch of people like a crazy person, thinking, all right. Um, You know, it it reminds me of something my mother said to me years ago when I was complaining about the business. She said, you know, no one makes you do this. And I thought, oh, she's got a good point there. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) if, if you're not doing it because you have this weird love for it, then now's your chance to get out. But I think the people like us who just just scratches some itch we have. We're we're you, you won't be able to get rid of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Besides, I've I've looked at regular jobs. I can't go back to doing that.
3: Yeah, none of the skills I had even apply anymore. <laughs> I mean, my 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 last corporate job was I wrote direct mail for Book of the Month Club, and nothing in that sentence is still around. <laughs> I might All as well right. be a milkman. There you go. Hey, thanks for being
0: on the show, buddy. It's always great to talk to you. Take care, and uh, and and let me know about uh, upcoming gigs and stuff, and I will I will sure. plug away, my brother. Awesome, thanks, man. Good. Talk All right, have you. a good one, buddy. Take care.
2: Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code big savings.
0: 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Look, it's hard being a Democrat. You gotta make tough decisions, like, do I vote for a socialist who'll destroy the economy, or do I vote for a socialist who's totally insane and who'll destroy the economy? Well, for the rest of us, here's an easy one. Donald Trump. It's a fact. In Trump's America, more people are getting a paycheck than ever before. Six million new jobs in three years. That's one new job every 12 seconds, 250 an hour, and 3 billion in value every day. No wonder the guy's Philly stadiums. Trump ain't raising the bar, he is the bar. It's payday. Keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020. About that Joe DeVito good fella. He's a good fella. He's got a date coming up at the Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Michigan, in Detroit, Detroit. If you're lucky enough to be up there, go catch him. You'll have a good time. Sure, lucky he's a to be
2: in Detroit.
0: It's it's funny, <laughs> but if you, I was in Detroit a couple years ago uh, doing stand up, and Detroit could be so awesome. They have, they have the hearts of champions up there, and they, like, with, with their downtown, uh, when I was there, they're like, well, if you want to try a business, here you go. They're making it extremely affordable for people to open up restaurants and shops, and it was really cool. I went to this great barbecue joint. The downtown was super eclectic and fun and weird. Uh, and hopefully COVID just didn't crush all that. But, uh, yeah, Detroit Detroit could be very awesome. Detroit could be very awesome. Okay. So when we left, dear listener, when we left, uh, we were talking about the, the, the town halls and uh, the Democrats being scared and Obama going to Pennsylvania and these swing states and stuff. And I just thought this would be – and this is before we – this is before we get into the whole New York Post of it all. It, but, mm-hmm. oh my lord you guys stick around for that but we have an order there's a method to our madness the 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 town hall were just savannah uh, Guthrie if that is that her last name Guthrie? yeah for the uh for the the town hall she did with the president i i that was embarrassing for her i i mean Just when you think journalists, it was so horrible. It's like she was debating the the president. She was like beyond combative, blah, 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 blah. It was it was it was bad. Joe Biden's town hall was just softball question after softball question. And then you found out this. You found out this. One of the uh, people who stood up and asked the question uh just a, a shucks golly. I'm just an ordinary average person in America. And I just want to make sure that Joe Biden, you're ready to be president, was a former Obama speechwriter. Like that that's just that's political theater. Like listen, George Snuffleupagus is gonna take care of you, Joe. He's not gonna he's not gonna be mean to you. He's not gonna bring up anything about Hunter Biden. He's not gonna bring up your voting record. He's not gonna bring up uh your 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 criminal uh Freaking throwing tons of people into jail record, all that stuff. Do you really have to have a former Obama speechwriter stand up and ask a question and pretend to be a regular person? Good Lord, they're terrified. They're terrified of Trump winning. Did you know that about the speechwriter?
2: I did, and the other thing I would just mention, in Trump's town hall, there was not a single undecided voter there. And I yeah. do not know how the woman— that was sitting behind him that was nodding at everything he said I don't know how a Trump voter got in the room I think Uh, she lied to get in there so they would say this person voted for you last time and her daughter is voting for the first time and is going to be a Biden voter and you listen to the mom's question you're like you did not vote for him last time (laughs) you just didn't I mean the questions first of all I mean Savannah Guthrie asked I think 40 questions and there was only like six from the actual people in the town hall. Um, yeah. And they were all just very combat there. They were phrased very combatively. Like as soon as the first lady got up, I'm like, this is such crap, such crap. And then, I mean, Savannah Guthrie just sounded like, she sounded like a teenage daughter talking to her father. Yes, you do know. Yes, you do. I know. That was crazy. Why are you whining at the president of the United States?
0: Oh, you didn't. You did not. You don't have to You did not. You don't have to do that.
2: Like, wow.
0: Who are you? Wow.
2: Who are you? And you took your marching orders from the left. I mean, it was like. Why, why, why can't we just put him on Fox with Tucker Carlson? Because Tucker Carlson would do, or, or Brett Bear, you know, Tucker Carlson would not be easy on him, but he wouldn't be combative. He'd let him finish his answer. You know, why do you agree to go on NBC or ABC? Or any of these places to do something like this.
0: I just think that that is that's just um, a little bit of hubris on the on the sake of the president. Like he's like, I can go toe to toe with everybody. That's that's well, what
2: yeah, I know, and that's what I've just...
0: thought this this whole time is like. The only thing that was really his—I don't, I don't want to say Achilles' heel, but I think a, a soft spot was like the whole Obamacare. We're going to make a plan. It's going to be better. There's no pre-existing, all that, that whole thing. I thought that was his yeah, only, only vulnerability.
2: That was a vulnerability, but here's, here's the right answer. Okay, you all can just stop freaking out over pre-existing conditions. Somebody needs to give him this verbiage. Stop freaking out over pre-existing conditions because there's a law called HIPAA. It's still on the books. So for the 49% of Americans who are on employer-based plans, there are already very strict rules about coverage of pre-existing conditions that we can tweak and make a little better. Yeah. It's already there. So, I mean, as it is now, if you're on an employer-based plan and you've been – you've had a, a, a break in insurance for less than 63 days – your pre-existing con- condition is covered.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for
2: so, that. So 49% of Americans are going to be fine. The 6% of Americans who buy their plans on the exchange are the population we need to deal with. We're going to deal with them by expanding choice. We're going to expand the ability for an employer or for an insurance company to build a plan without mandating coverages so people can select the plan they need. That's what made all of this insurance so freaking expensive in the first place.
0: And the other thing that I would add to that is we have mm-hmm. to, we need transparency in, in medical billing. We need transparency right, he's there. Already,
2: he's already signed that. So transparency in medical billing, we've already done. And then- Everyone else is on Medicaid or Medicare and those rules aren't going to change. So we're literally talking about 6% of people who are insured. And what we're going to do is stop with these mandated coverages and have transparency and plan design, just like we're going to have in medical billing. So people know exactly what they're paying for. No fine print.
0: Well, uh yeah, all, all of that needs to happen. All of that needs to happen. And that was in in I think you're agreeing with me, like his I thought his sole vulnerability
2: yeah, in yeah. the debate. No, I I would and, I would agree and it that's the fault of the campaign for not explaining what the real deal um behind pre existing conditions are, because you didn't even need to sign the executive order, Don. You really didn't.
0: Yeah. Well, Uh, You know, that's a good that's a good show, though, that, hey, I did this thing. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this next debate. I don't know who I don't
2: think it's going to happen.
0: You think they're going to cancel?
2: I think Joe's going to come down with COVID. I don't know. I don't know. Because there was no or the presidential debate commission is going to do something stupid or. Whatever. But yeah, no, the last thing the Biden campaign wants is another debate, because my guess is Trump's going to look at the last debate and figure out if he just let Biden talk. Yeah. Um, he hangs himself. He can't do 90 minutes with no breaks. I mean, did you see how many breaks they gave him during that town hall?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm so glad you brought up the, the debate commission. How about that dude from C-SPAN? My right? my account got hacked. hacked. Oh, I yeah. got no, hacked.
2: Nobody hacks nobody hacks a Twitter account to send one tweet.
0: And and you Reid. I Joy read. saw. Oh, and then Joy reads just fine. And then I saw people on on uh, on uh oh, what's that media buzz this morning? Like carrying water for this dude. Like like trying to help out the dude from C span. Like. What the the whole the whole debate commission is just a complete and total absolute joke. It's a farce. Debates are a great idea. I love the idea of the debate, but this whole I'm going to ask you a super complex uh, question and give you 15 minutes to answer it, <laughs> or 15 seconds rather. I messed up right? my own joke. Is just absolutely horrible. It's just absolutely well, horrible.
2: Here's what I want to see, and if you want to make these. No, no, I don't. I don't want these guys. No. Can you imagine anything worse than Joe and Don whipping no. it out? I mean, no. come on.
0: No, I can't. Come I... on.
2: <laughs> Jesus, Michael. <laughs> oh, God. There's a picture I didn't need in my head. And um, now it's there.
0: Enjoy. Spray tanned wiener. Old wrinkled wiener. Okay, go ahead.
2: Here's what you want to see. depends, too.
0: Oh, um, now you made it sad.
2: He is sad.
0: Oh, it's pathetic. Uh, I don't want to go now too. I
2: totally forgot. Oh, what I want in the debate to make them credible is you bring in Tucker Carlson and Rachel Maddow.
0: Oh, Lord in heaven. And
2: they, and they both get to ask questions, and you know who they are and what they think. Or, or, um, Hayes and Ben Shapiro yeah, you have that two be... moderators, one from each side of the political spectrum, and they get to ask both candidates questions, and that becomes a lot more fair and balanced
0: because that would be Ben
2: Shapiro isn't going to go easy on Joe, and Chris Hayes isn't going to go easy on trump
0: um. Uh, that would be that would be very interesting, Chris. I would I would like I would like to see a Tucker Carlson, a Tucker Carlson, uh, Chris Hayes, or a or or a Sean Hannity, Al Sharpton. Yeah, but I mean,
2: too. just give me people that I don't have to question what side of the aisle they're on. Yes, and you put two of them in the room, and you. Let Ben Shapiro ask Trump a question, Chris Hayes ask Biden a question, then you let Ben ask Biden a question, and you let Chris ask Trump a question. You rotate it back and forth.
0: That would be great. That would be great. Okay, I mean, we
2: it, that 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 just leaves that whole, ooh, ooh, now we've got the girl that's supposed to do it this time. Her parents have pictures in their home with Barack and Michelle Obama.
0: It's... It's it's the uh, we, we've been saying it on this show for years. The wonderful side effect of the Trump presidency is the masks are all off. If anybody ever had a doubt about mm-hmm. who ran the the media and who these journalists were and and who runs the social media companies, it is quite obvious now uh, to everyone.
2: Well, what is the media gonna do? If Biden wins.
0: Pop champagne and then think about what they want to do next.
2: But they're going to pop champagne. But then. Everything like they just literally melt down. What are they going to cover?
0: Oh, I thought I thought your question was, what are they going to do if Biden wins?
2: No, but what if Biden wins? What are they going to cover?
0: Oh, yeah. You'll see a lot of outlets. Uh, that will shrink. I don't know what they're going to cover. However, it's not the boots on the ground that I'm worried about. It's you've got, you've got uh, Jeff Bezos and in, in the Washington post and you've got uh, whoever uh, Zuckerberg is in uh, cahoots with and, and Facebook and CNN, then they can literally whoever, whoever the top tier people are who are helping set the narrative they'll just think, okay, what's the next narrative? There's a lot of people are going to be out of jobs. A lot of people are going to get the out of jobs. And it's already a shrinking, you know, uh, base well, we already. Don't
2: have, I mean, we don't have local newspapers any, anymore. Um, local news, I think, does a better job than most cable news and, and um, certainly the network news. But, I mean, if you stop and think about it, and you start looking at the traffic on alternative media. You know the one thing I did hear, and this this sends me over the edge, is they're already talking about fairness doctrine and talk radio.
0: It's uh, well, we kind of tease this at the end of uh, of the A block. We might as well get into it now. Uh, mm-hmm. And don't worry, you guys. There's uh, we'll, we're we're carving out time for for other stuff. Don't worry about it. Uh, But if Joe Biden wins, uh, just there could just be an avalanche of horrible, just an absolute avalanche of horrible.
2: Oh, yeah. All these people that voted for sweet old Uncle Joe are going to wake up and go, wait a minute. That's not what we thought we voted for because you're not voting for Joe. You're voting for Kamala. But like specifically in terms of covid, this is exactly how it'll go. Okay, Joe will announce some plan. Right. Then they are going to fix testing for an error in it that we know exists today, meaning it's too sensitive and it picks up too many cases. And so whatever Joe does within 45 days, cases will start to level off so that he looks successful, which if we fix the test today, would already be happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Joe and I were saying, the same thing.
2: And then. um well, they're going to go straight after red states that are open without mask mandates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But then all of a sudden be some double blind study that says hydroxychloroquine works and we'll be able to have that. And then then the death rate is going to fall precipitously and it's all going to be, look what Joe did when we could have been doing all of this Right now,
0: and that's just the COVID part of it. That's just mm-hmm. that's just uh, the one element. Uh, you don't even want to think uh, about uh, the taxes and the 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 way it's going to affect. And like Joe just says, and this is worth this is worth saying because I don't know when when I heard this, it really uh, struck a chord with me. So so Joe Biden says, listen, we're going to raise taxes on uh, on anybody that's making. Four hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, if he repeals the ta- if, if he repeals the Trump tax cuts, that that's not true. Everybody's not taxes. True. going up. And business
2: let's say taxes go through the roof.
0: But but let's just say let's just say he's telling the truth and it's only going to be people who make over four hundred thousand dollars. When you have a lifestyle and when you have, OK, this is my income. I make four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. And then all of a sudden the government comes in and lays the smack down on you. You're still going to want that same amount of money. So Mm -hmm. whatever business you're running, you're going to increase the cost of whatever goods you're selling, whatever Mm -hmm. services you're selling. Everything's going to get more expensive because the government just took a big hunk of money away from you. So now you need to make more money. It is a recipe for inflation. Okay. Well, uh, and,
2: and Joe Biden has openly said he wants to end shareholder capitalism so you can kiss your 401k goodbye, too.
0: Oh, it's there's going to Google,
2: <laughs> Google <laughs> stakeholder capitalism and see what that looks like. It looks kind of like China.
0: Yeah. Oh, and here's another one. I saw an ad that, that Biden was running today. You had some guy in Michigan going, uh, Uh, Donald Trump's going to come after my Social Security. He's coming out there. we got to protect Social Security. we got to protect it. That's why I'm voting for Joe Biden. And I literally wanted to smack this fat blob of sweaty crap around and go, hey, moron. Joe Biden has voted twice to tax Social Security, which is one of those taxes to me that's just offensive. It's just completely... Oh, it's it's you're like the estate tax.
2: Yeah, I know. Right. It's, it's like
0: I earned this money. You took it away from me and now you're going to take more away from me to give me back part of what you stole. It is it enrages me. And twice Joe Biden voted to do that. And I'll save you the trip to Snopes. He did some. I guess there's a meme. There's a meme going around that like, and Joe Biden was the deciding vote. So Snopes is like, "Mm, that's partly, that's partly true. He wasn't the deciding vote. Okay. That was
2: one of my favorite videos of yours, the Snopes people, the two people and their cat.
0: Oh, Lord. That's them. That's them. I know. Living in Encino just, and now they're, they're the grand high poobahs. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. You guys, uh, I'm going to Nashville on me too. Tuesday, you're going to be there as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm doing my uh, Fox Nation. It's going to be the first time that me and the the Gypsy have been in the same location in in a long time. I'm very much looking forward to it. Zane's Nashville, October 21st, my Fox Nation stand-up special. We're going to be filming it there. And then there's going to be a lot of other uh, fun stuff to tell you about. And then here's the deal with this week. Here's the deal that, that makes this week's uh, show different. We're going to continue on. Now, for the longest time, and I feel like I need to explain this. Uh, for the long I, – I started doing a, a Patreon thing for people who wanted to support what we're trying to do. And I thank the Patreons. I cannot thank you enough because what we were able to do with that is uh, I made an ad – For the YouTube channel and to help the YouTube channel grow. And so uh, I made an ad and then that costs, that costs money. So the Patreon money has been going uh, towards that ad and I've always felt like I haven't given back enough to the Patreon people. So we're going to do an extra segment of the show. Uh, Gimlet and I are going to sign off here. I think you got a great show. My God, you got so much show! And there was there was Joe Devito. There's going to be an extra segment of the show. We're going to do another block, and we're going to be uh, talking about all things political and entertainment, and we're going to figure it out. So, if you're on Patreon, you that's one of the little uh, gifts that you get. You get you get more of this. And for the people who are listening on. Uh, iTunes and Amazon and iHeartRadio and KLRN and all the other wonderful outlets, outlets, uh, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, Thanks for leaving a review and a comment, especially at iTunes. Uh, That's a big, big help. Facebook has dialed us down. At least they were honest about it. They, they, They just dialed down how many people we get to. And so... Uh, we'll see what happens there. But obviously with the whole New York post thing with, uh, Facebook and Twitter, I've never wanted to see, this is another thing that goes to how scared they are. Uh, it's, it's crazy that they would silence the New York post and they would silence the white house, especially the New York post. It's one of the biggest newspapers in the world.
2: And the Senate Republicans.
0: Yeah. And I didn't see a bunch of journalists lining up, freaking out. The silence was deafening. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that over on the Patreon page. Uh, You can go see. uh, I did a a live stream about it. It's still up on Facebook. A lot of my thoughts on on that. But thanks for being here. You guys are awesome. Tell your friends. Thanks for subscribing. You're awesome, awesome, awesome. Go on over to Patreon. Patreon and check out another segment of the show.